Welcome to the Mini Break Podcast, your daily round of the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Thursday, October 24th, and I am your host, Max Rothman. It's been a while since uh, I've, I've hosted one of these, and I apologize for subjecting all of you listeners to just constant Gruskin terrible jokes and uh, you know his you know, banter, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so glad to be back here today, and, and we're gonna hop right into it. It, it is you know late for uh, the two of us, me and my co-host, co-host who I'm about to introduce here. Uh, so please join me in welcoming one of my favorite people to do this podcast with. Sorry, Gruskin, Kale Hammond. Welcome back, man. R.I.P. Gruskin after that intro for sure. I know. I'm super. I'm super pumped to be here. No, he deserves it. He deserves it. It's uh, <laughs> it's our it's our time to shine. You know. Yeah, I mean, we we talked a little bit about um, the, the beef that he and I had, so I'm just I'm letting out a little more of my frustration now, and uh, I, I, I think it's it's somewhat shared. So um, <laughs> I hope he listens to this. I mean, it's, it's warranted. It's warranted. That was uh, you know it's <laughs> up. It's all good. <laughs> Oh, but anyways, uh, there, there's some good tennis to talk about, and uh, I, I know we're it's late, like I said, so we're gonna jump right into it. We're gonna start with a little bit of the the Zhuhai, uh women's side, and uh, before we get into it, I, I just I was looking through the players and uh, reading a little bit about everyone and their background, and I was looking at Yastremska. Tell me, she doesn't look a little bit like Sansa. A- am I crazy? Is there a little Sansa resemblance there? Well, you're not crazy. Um, no, they're both they both have a similar sort of angular face, jagged look to them. A very nice one at that, and that's all I'm allowed to say on the subject. And they're both <laughs> fantastic looking women, and they're and they're both extremely talented in their field. All I'm saying is, if Sophie Turner needs a stunt double, she's got an athletic one in Yastremska, That's for sure. Uh, but speaking of Yastremska, uh, she got a nice result today over Vekic seven six six two. Uh, we had some other good results, you know, on an all-American matchup. Uh, Sophia Kennan took down Allison Risk 4-4. Four and four. Uh, and then I think we had one other win today. Yeah, we had uh, Mertens taking down Sakari 6-1 in the third. You know, I think this is a, kind of a cool tournament considering that it's got the same format as the year-end tournament, but it's not all the top people. Uh, and I know we, we briefly brought up the the hypothetical you know who would play this if this was the ATP side well I mean you got to look through the rankings and see exactly who would get it you know nine through nine through I don't want to have to do mad nine through six 15 nine through 17 there we go you'd have to look the nine through 17 I mean so you'd have I mean there's still some guys on the bubble um, in Vienna but as of right now, you'd have Kachnov, RBA, Berrettini. Berrettini's making going to make a late push. I bet Berrettini qualifies for the last eight. The guy's playing. He very well could. I mean, the guy's balling out right now. He's His serve indoors and how just the racket head speed that he's able to generate, shot after shot, just breaks his opponents down. And it's and it's really cool to see this guy skyrocketed up the rankings. And I, I would not be shocked if he makes a huge run um this week and qualifies especially with nishikori you know pulling out that opens up a spot yeah and i mean we will talk about him and his results uh, at vienna so far but uh, you're absolutely right i mean the dude is just on one 2019 has been good to matteo berrettini 
Um, but like you were saying, I, I remember, I remember I, we're, we're talking too long about him, but I remember, um, when he was first coming on and like, he would play these people, he was ranked in the hundreds to seventies and he would beat the <laughs> out of them. And I was like, okay, who's this Baratini guy? Huh? Interesting. <laughs> and then, you know, he would have some, his subpar results, but I remember one time I was like, all right, Dennis Kudla played Matteo Baratini and like Baratini won like very quickly and very convincingly. And I was just like, okay, like clearly the guy, you know is talented yeah without question i mean to move the way he does for his size he's got good feel i mean the dude hits you know 20 drop shots a match uh which i personally love i love that Uh, that's fun um but i mean yeah he he's just impressive and you know like i said his 2019 has been uh, fantastic right now you know number eight in the in the race to london so uh yeah as and a, then you'd have another Italian. You'd have Fabio Fognini mm-hmm. playing in this tournament. You'd have Goffin. You'd have Malfi. You'd have Diego. I mean, who doesn't love watching him play? And then you'd either have you know Isner or uh, Stan. So I mean that 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 would be something to see this year for sure. Yeah, I mean it. It would be fun if we could dip down a little further into like the FAA and Kiachnov and throw a Rublev. No, in there. FAA hurt his ankle during practice, dude. He's gone. That's 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 tough. You know who, who uh, is that? It, is that it's tough when you hurt he, your ankle in practice? Like I'm just saying, that's not a good omen. Hurting your ankle in practice. No. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna just leave it at that. Like I'm a little worried about FAA. My panic meter on FAA is at a one out of ten right now. It, really? You're you're that worried? I'm a one one out of ten. Oh, one out of ten. Oof, okay. Yeah, I was no, saying. That's all I'm saying. But but you know you should be at zero as of right now with his age and his yeah ability. And but and I'm just season. saying right now I'm just eesh. and the season he's had has been spectacular. So it's his first full ATP season, and of course he's breaking down at the end. It's not you know I'm 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 wrong. It's just the first time you do. You saw it with Shapovalov too. The young guys when their first full season playing every tournament every week week in week out, they get they get gassed. Yeah, I mean, how many how many matches has FAA played? He's played fifty five matches this this year. I mean, give him, yeah, uh, he he deserves a little time off. Hopefully, he can feel okay to play Paris. That you know, I'm sure. I'm yeah, gonna... but a tournament like that would be it'd be awesome. I, you know, the ATP, you know, might as well do it. They have their next gen. I don't believe the WTA has their version of the next gen. I could be wrong. I don't think I am. No, but, I don't think you um, are either. Yeah, and, but and so I mean, I guess they to be and the next gen is sick with the with the mechanical line calls and the you know the sing the no doubles alley. It's like throwing it back at the same time. It's evolving and becoming futuristic with the line calls. I mean, that's I don't know if they did, I'm sure they did that on purpose, but that is cool. Yeah, I mean, and, like the, and the, the format just the the format's yeah, interesting. but like the line calls and the and the single line like that used to be an old school thing. So they're right. throwing it back old school and they're making it futuristic at the same time. I mean, that is the the millennial way, right? <laughs> we we it's like we, they're playing. It's like they're doing robot robot wars. Like they're in this arena and like there's nothing else there. <laughs> and the way they play it, there's like robots calling. I mean, it is it is it's that is honestly one of it might be my favorite tournament to watch. It, I mean, it it is so enjoyable, and and I don't know how we got onto the topic of robots and tennis, but uh, we are far from where we started. Let's let's get a little uh, a reel back in. Can can Westhoff, you throw us like a little uh, fish fishing line reel in sound effect, please? So yeah, let, let's let's get back to the tennis here. 
Um, we've had some yeah some good results in Vienna and Basel. Uh, you know our our, our guys uh, Gruskin and um, oh we didn't have Stokoyak, um unfortunately yesterday. We only had our friend Jamie uh, covering us solo and got to talk about some of the matches. But we're gonna cover the results that happened today. Let's start in Basel. Uh, Tiafo versus Dan Evans. Uh, this is a match. Tiafo ended up winning four and two. Uh, and you know, Gruskin and I, uh, and Westoff actually, Kale, we might gotta, we gotta throw you into this group chat, but we threw a little, uh, parlay bet and, and this was one of the, the ones that hit, unfortunately, uh, Shapo is in, uh, the other one, which, which didn't, uh, but we gotta talk about that too. How dare you do that after he won his first I, ever I know. ATP title and you bet on him to win first round I against Kale it's playing literally well. the curse. Oh, my God, I, that it, is a terrible. Decision. It just it just added to the the parlay. I told, trust me, we 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 knew the risk we were taking, uh, but we'll we'll get to Vienna. We'll get to that match. Um, let's let's start here with Tiafo versus Dan Evans. Uh, this is a match Tiafo actually was, you know, considered an underdog um, in on the betting lines, and that's you know because Dan Evans has had a good season on the hard court. Um, I think the thing that you got to look at uh, as a positive here for Tiafo is just his ability to hold on his serve. You know, he, he made 70% of his first serves winning 76% of them. Uh, he came into the net when he needed to, you know, he just played solid. And this is a win that uh, I think he really needed. He struggled a little bit, uh, I think in this 2019. And uh, this is one of those kind of confidence booster matches where, uh, you know, after a loss in, in Belgium to Yannick, you know, this is the kind of one that, that you just want to, you want to get under your belt. I mean, if you beat Dan Evans indoors on a hard court, you're you're playing you're you you played a fantastic match. Absolutely, that's not easy to do. I interviewed Jack Draper, the 17 year old Brit, um, and he's a fantastic player. I asked him who the best player he's ever played in a tournament was, and he goes Dan Evans. He said it's just <laughs> carnage when you're playing out there because you never know what he's gonna do. He can just take any ball and just hit it for like a huge winner. And then his hands and his slice and his feels so good, you know. It's just it's fun watching him play, and yeah, playing him is tough. And TFO beats him four and two. Mm-hmm. That's you know, it's it's a big win for him. It's got to think Dan Evans wasn't feeling too fantastic if he loses four and two um, to TFO indoors, but yeah, it's a big win for Francis, and he and he needs and he needs it. I mean, he's got all the time in the world, but. He started off the season hot, obviously, and now he's cooled off, and now this is a big win. Yeah, and we've I, I talked a little bit about this on the pod with Gruskin. Just you know, I think that this is a time for someone like Tiafo uh, to kind of work on some things, get the confidence back at the end of the season, and let it carry him into the beginning of 2020. I, I think this is probably not the season he was hoping to have, and, and it's funny that we're even that I'm saying that. I mean. He's so young, dude. He's yeah, so young. Right. He's a I kid. Mean, the kid is 21. He was 20. He's 20 and 23 on the year. That's really not a bad season. You know, yes, he's slightly under 500, but, uh, you know, he, he hasn't. It's not like he's had the worst season ever. Um, no. no, I mean, he's a kid who loves life and he enjoys life to the fullest and he's a happy person. And I don't think it's going to, you know, he's not worried about it. You think he's worried about, like, his future as a tennis player? No, he's pumped. <laughs> He's chilling. He's yeah. totally fine. He, he's got time. So uh, no no worries there. Let's talk about another young American who 
on the other hand, disappointing result for him uh, after his wonderful first round win over Zverev. Taylor Fritz loses in straights three and three to Dimenauer. And I think Dimenauer is just a bad matchup for Fritz. I think Fritz loves to play those guys that hit big balls like Zverev. He can go hand in hand with them, especially on the forehand side. Uh, but I mean, he only makes 42% of his first serves. I mean, Fritz is a, you know, is a one, two punch kind of guy. And if he's not making his first, uh, you know, he's struggling. So I think that's a, a huge, uh, telltale sign on, on why he lost this match, but yeah, that's a t- telling stat. You know, you tell me Taylor Fritz serves 40% against anyone. Right. Uh, what, but know, overall bad matchup yeah. for him. Yeah, I mean, Dominor is tough to play, too. There was a segment on Tennis Channel today talking about um, comparing, you know, sort of Mary Carillo was comparing Dominor and Leighton Hewitt. They showed some Leighton Hewitt highlights and stuff. And let me just say, Dominor is nowhere close to being as good as Leighton Hewitt. And I don't think he ever will be because they showed the highlights of Hewitt and you forget how sick that guy was. Oh my guy God. Was... I mean, former number one. Like, yeah, the dude was amazing. No, the guy was, the guy was, first of all, he's quicker than Demon Hour. Second of all, he You moves. think he's quick? Wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, let, let's rewind there. You really, you think he's a hundred, a hundred percent quicker? Demon Hour. Like a hundred percent? Yeah. Peak Hewitt? Dude. He's, yeah, he's quicker than Demon Hour. He gets from point A to point B. If you have, like, Dominor moves violently. Hewitt moved just as fast and insanely smooth. And, yeah, I think watching him play, I remember the first time I saw Hewitt play in person, I couldn't believe it. I mean, the, the guy, the athleticism on this guy, it's the different. It's not the same. It's not the same. They compared him, and I was just like, oh, wow. That's 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 a good uh, Leighton Hewitt sizzle. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I don't know. It, I would love to watch those two race, and, and it and it would be entertaining as all hell. Um, Speed is one thing, but just effective moving on a tennis court. Dominar is amazing in what he does, but Hewitt. Yeah, I mean, he was special. This is, he yeah, was special. It's different. It's different. You know, I was I was I was talking to some coaches recently at the Fairfield Challenger, and they said. Um, you you know you don't always know what you're looking for, but when but when you see it, you know. Right. And that's like something like you you just see it and you're like, oh my god, that guy's different. Yep. He he was he absolutely was. Um, well, it, it's a good thing that that Dimonar's gotten to work with Hewitt because uh, the 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 game styles are similar and obviously the speed is, um, yeah, as you may say, not quite comparable, but it's there. Uh, so good good that he's gotten to work with him a little bit. But yeah, he serves good, really good serve, and yeah, he served pretty well, sixty-one percent, uh, winning seventy-seven percent of those first serves. So overall, good match for Dominar. I got to watch uh, a little bit of it, and it just looked like he, you know, was taking the pace from Fritz, playing his game, redirecting when he needed to, and and, and playing a little bit to yeah. the Fritz backhand. So um, yeah, it, he had his game plan down, but. Just to cover a few of the other results from the day, uh, Gofen takes down Chilich four and four. At first, I was like, you know what? What? That's like a you know a solid win um, for Gofen, you know, over over a Chilich that hasn't been playing well. But then I was thinking, Gofen's just good, man. Like this isn't that's not like a solid win. Like that's a win I expect at this point. He is so good. Yeah, I mean, what do you think? What are some of the things that Chilich? does best and it's like okay he cranks the ball he provides a ton of pace 
and go fan handles pace better than anyone, you know. So it makes sense. I, I thought Chilich was going to win this match, honestly, because of the serve. Because he gets so many free points when just in the aggregate, if you're just doing the math and you just think, okay, if Chilich is going to get two free points a game on his serve versus Gofen, who might be averaging, you know, less than one, you think that would bode well. But yeah, Gofen is amazing. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just, and he's had you know a good season as well. He's, you know, at, at 13 in the world, you know, makes the final yeah. in Cincy. I mean, and... we've seen. We've seen this guy take down Fed, you know, indoors on hard court right. before. Like, it's, like he's take down like Fed playing decently well too. hundred percent. So he's someone to, to watch out, uh, watch out for in the rest of this tournament. Uh, some of the other results uh, we had: Struff take down Loxonen three and four. Uh, we had uh, this one. I just wanted to mention really quick. I know uh, that Jamie talked about it, but Opelka's seven six seven six win over Christian Garen. One thing he didn't mention: he won three return points the whole match. No, he won six. Oh, is it six? Match. Sorry, three percent, three percent the whole match. That is insanity. Like that is like it's almost like he was that, tanking. That's a that's a sexy stat if you're Riley Opelka. <laughs> No, it really is. It, it really is. Because it just shows you that, like, you're here to change the game again. I'm like, hey, what's up? And he showed a video. Someone was at courtside sitting watching him play. He shared it onto his story. Um, he was showed, like, his toss court level. The guy's, like, five feet <laughs> inside the court, the court. I know. When he hits his serve. And he's got a really good arm. So, best of luck. And I think we're going to see him systematically climb up, climb up the rankings. And I don't know where it's going to stop, but I'm excited to see. Yeah, it. it, it I don't. I don't quite see a, a roof there. Uh, <laughs> his... <laughs> Dude, it's it's hardly fair. He's hitting his serve five six feet inside the baseline. It's his lean, his athleticism. I mean, that takes a great deal of athleticism to be able to do that, to be able to be balanced and leaning that far at an angle, but he's so tall. It doesn't matter. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's fun. Good for Riley Opelka. Congrats, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he's going to have a, a good career. Um, I do want to talk about the, the matches to look forward to tomorrow, but I want to throw those all together, uh, along with the Vienna matches. So let's move on to Vienna just to talk about the some of the results from today. The first one I want to talk about uh, is the Crano Busta versus Shapovalov and and I you know I talked about this how we had him in our parlay. I knew this was a risk. There is the classic post tournament win slump in the first round of, of the next tournament unless you're Daniil Medvedev um, who can do it six times in a row, which is he burned me ridiculous. so many times. <laughs> every, by winning every, matches that you think he's gonna lose for sure, but yeah, yeah keep don't going. don't bet. It against was a stupid Daniel bet, Gruskin. Gruskin, or sorry, I saw Rothman. It was a stupid bet. Yeah, I mean, part partially swayed by um by Gruskin, but uh, I should have I should have won his he won his first ever tournament. He's super pumped. I mean, it's a huge deal. Guy yeah. goes, guy goes the distance, wins, plays the the turnaround was just too quick, and he's playing Crano Boot. It's not like he's playing a schmuck. He's playing a former top ten player right. who's actually playing pretty well right now. Yeah, I mean Crano Boots is at a at a ranking of thirty four in the world, and you know just played a, a good tournament in Stockholm before this on the hard. I court. tweeted out earlier. I said it's like I tweeted out Crano Busta over Chapo for the win, like. 
It was like the bed of the day, dude. It was that was just that's yeah, it's tough. It, it was uh, it was definitely not how you make money, Rothman. That's for no, sure. that's that's how you you, you lose <laughs> lose money real quick. Um, but Chapo, I mean, lose obviously loses this match. Uh, three and five. Gotta give credit looking at some of these stats. Cranio Busta served eighty five percent on the first serve, and he won eighty seven percent of them. I mean, you're you're winning most matches with those statistics, and then on the opposite side, Chapo serving forty seven percent on the first serve. I mean, that's just you know that's not gonna cut it. Uh, but again, I mean, it really comes down to the fact that he just came off a win. It's so hard to get right back into the the mindset of a first round match. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of your classic uh, result after the W, but. Uh, he he's looking good. I'm, I'm sure that uh, come next tournament, which I think will probably be Paris for him, uh, he'll he'll be uh, in in peak form. Yeah, he'll be ready to go. He's tough to play indoors. He hits the ball humongous, and if he serves if he serves well, he'd be a nightmare to play. If he, he serves poorly, he'd be you know it'd be whatever. He makes a lot of unforced errors. But if he serves well, you know he could beat anyone. He really could. Uh, and then a guy that we were talking about earlier, Matteo Berrettini, he gets the 7-6-7-6 win over Dimitrov today. And again, I mean, the Berrettini with back-to-back good wins over Edmund and now Dimitrov, you know, not an easy first two rounds in this tournament. And yeah, it is for him, dude. It is for him. But that's the thing is, a- like, he's proven that these are routine wins for him now. And, and that is impressive. I think some of these guys, like Kachanov and Chapo and FAA, you know, while they're they've been rising up the ranks and getting good results, I mean, those these are the kind of wins that you need to make on a consistent basis to be, you know, consistently in that top twenty or, or be considered uh, one of he's one sinking of the, his teeth into every tournament he plays. Right. And he's you know, and James Blake talked about it today on Tennis Channel, like he's like what's his best shot? Mary Carrillo asked him. And he goes, I, I think it's his serve. He just serves humongous, and he backs it up with rock-solid ground game. I mean, he won 90% of his first serves today. I mean, that's because those things are hard to put back. <laughs> it's it's hard to get that back into the court in a, in a way where, you know, you can be in good position to, to play the next ball. So I hear you. I mean, it, it really is one of the better serves on the tour at the moment. Yeah, no, he's 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 the real deal. I mean, and let's what else what else do we got from a uh, of Basel? I think we're, you know, maybe ready to move on to Vienna. No, no, this which has some has some uh, big 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 time points at stake. This 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 is Vienna, but this is oh, <laughs> we're this is this is why we don't record at eleven twenty because we're we're <laughs> we're two matches into Vienna. You're you're thinking back to Basel. Whoops, we're we're already here. Don't worry, Westhoff, you'll you'll throw us a little rewind action there, and we'll pretend this never happened. No but, one's listening at this point anyway, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very confident. It's, we're good to go. Um, but anyways, so th- those were the two big results of the day. I mean, we had Chung, uh, who already took down Ranich, 4-5. and five. We had Rublev over Bublik, 7-6 in the third. Um, we had Yannick Sinner winning his match over Cole Schreiber. Uh, who else? We had Schwartzman over Erbear. Uh, so lot, lots of good results on the day. But I do want to quickly uh, just go over the matches to look forward to, both in Basel and Vienna, uh, so all of you listeners can kind of pinpoint the one or two matches to look for. I think here in Vienna, since we're since we're on the topic, the big match, in my opinion, to look for 
Chung Rublev. I mean, that is just going to be fun. Chung coming off of a really good win off Ranich, you know, going back to back big hitters. Uh, that, that's going to be high quality, you know, good young next gen tennis. And, and we'll see. Uh, Chung obviously hasn't been playing as much uh, recently, and, and Rublev has just been on a tear. So uh, would love to see what happens there. I also have. Um, the line for this, Kale, can you can you take a guess what what this line might be? At the Rublev Chung line. Yep. Ooh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Andre Rublev minus two twenty five. That's a little aggressive. They they're they're not as confident. Minus one forty five for Rublev. Chung is <sighs> Chung is plus one twenty. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, since no one's listening anyway, we're gonna make this the Kale Hammond lock of the day. Andre Rublev over Hyun Chung. Goodbye, Hyung Chung. Goodbye, sir. All righty. That uh, that's Kale Hammond lock of the day. Andre Rublev over Hyung Chung. You heard it um, here first. Kale Hammond's lock of the day. Andre Rublev. Take it. Take it right now. Clip that off and if put you, a post it on Instagram one time. Thank you, you very much. Do you guys want free money? Just make the bet. That's all it is. Um, so great. So we, so we got that. Other ones to look for. Uh, Yannick Sinner versus Monfils. I mean, that's going to be awesome. Yannick's been playing awesome tennis. Uh, young guy. Could potentially struggle against Monfils, who's going to put a lot of balls back in play. But Monfils could potentially default because he looked out of sorts today. Everyone on Twitter thought he was about to default. And, yeah, I watched a little Ooh. bit of it. And I was like, what's going on? But, you know, he, he pulled it together. This was the match I wrote about. This, is I think, is the match of the day. I mean, Yannick Sinner is unbelievable. He's so good. The guy hasn't shanked a ball in like two years. <laughs> no, he hits the ball so clean. So he, clean. You know, it sound, it's going to sound blasphemic when I say it, but he really does remind me of like a young Djokovic. You know, the way he's able to just be so good off the ground and so solid on every shot. He's really amazing, and you know we'll see. It, that's a that's a stretch. He's not going to be as good as Joker, but he really does remind me in the cleanliness and the contact point of the ball and the yeah. way they play too. I mean, Yannick Sinner's backhand is beautiful. It it really is. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna do another little guessing game. What do you think the line is for this one? I oh, I have, should have looked at this, but it wasn't ready when I was writing. So let me think about it. It was. Ooh, my goodness. I would I guess you have to make Monfils like the slightest of favorites, so maybe Monfils minus 145, 125, but uh that's a good guess and they've got Yannick at even. So a lot of faith in the young the youngin. Uh I don't think that's a bad a bad choice either. I don't I don't know if I'm betting on this one, but uh, it, it's definitely this a is a stay away for sure, and you just yeah. sort of watch it. Unless you want to throw some money on the kid, because he's not gonna. What I wrote in the mat, in the, in the I finished the article. I just said like he's if he doesn't beat Monfi, he's gonna push him to the brink. Yeah, yes, he will. Uh, so that that'll be a fun one to watch. And then you know another match uh, that'll be fun is Schwartzman versus Query. You know Query's been playing some some good tennis, and you know like you said, Schwartzman. Uh, is one of those guys that's just enjoyable to watch it at any time. So uh, the line there, uh, you're looking at um, Query is plus 110, Schwartzman minus 140. I don't know mm-hmm. if you can bet on Query here. That, that's that's but I think Query might be a good bet, you know, indoors playing Schwartzman. How yeah. many aces is he going to get? You know, he's going to get at least 
double digits. At, at least, at least you know, maybe twenty aces. Yeah, playing indoors. Definitely, Schwartzman. Definitely in the double digits. Yeah. Um, so that's our so, v- I mean, those yeah. are Vienna matches to watch. Moving on to Basel, I think the the one that most people are going to have their eyes on, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but I, I know you know why I'm confused because you talked about Basel, we talked about TFO, we talked about Dan Evans, we talked about all those other matches, Fritz Diminer, those are from Basel, so that's why I was confused. Yeah, no, I know, I, I I was jumping back and forth. I'll I'll you I'll take the blame for you, Kale. Thank you. That's I'll, all I have. <laughs> but the match of the day is easily Tiafo versus Vavrinka, and uh, you know it's funny. Federer is actually rooting for Wawrinka here. He he was quoted saying, you know, he really hopes that he gets a a Wawrinka matchup in the third round. And uh, you know, it's funny in, in the interview. He was saying, yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, I've fortunately had good success against Walrinka on the hard courts. The dude is 23 and three against Walrinka all time. Of course, <laughs> he's, he's trying to be like, you know, all, all polite and, and whatever. It's like, you know dude, what fed, you know, shut what? Up. because, because, uh, Kudla was telling me that like feds, like first serve, first ball combo is like the greatest of all time by oh. mile. And it's oh, not no even doubt. close. And, Stan chips the return back every time. Pretty much every time, Stan like chips the first serve return back. So like Fed's just getting like a block return in the middle of the court. Yeah, and and so I mean, and look, if you, if anyone had a record of twenty three and three against someone, there they'll, they'll be happy to play him. And uh, he made some comment like, you know, Stan hasn't had the most success here, so I'd love for him to to beat Tiafo. It's like, oh, subtle digs. I love him. Oh, he's just a little, talking a little shit. Just, just a little, <laughs> just a little something to get probably get uh, get a little fire going under their their is going into the match. So, uh, well, with that kind of record, I can't even imagine having that kind of winning record over someone. I in, know. in anything. So, Brutal. yeah, that's awesome. Good, good for Fed. Uh, so that that'll be a fun one to watch. Uh, Opelka versus Gofen. Just talked about both of those guys and how they're playing well. Going to be really, really interesting to see what happens there. Uh, and then, you know, this is a third round match, not a second round match, but, uh, we talked about both these guys, Dimenauer and Struff, um, they're, they're playing in the third round. So not going to happen tomorrow, but something to look forward to, uh, a few days from now when Federer, you know, potentially plays Orinka as well into that, in that quarterfinal. Uh, but lots of good tennis going on. I, again, I always get mad at people who say that the end of the tennis year in the tennis calendar isn't enjoyable it absolutely is and you should make sure that you're tuning in make sure to tune in also to all the other cracked rackets podcasts we got the great shot podcast we got the cracked interviews we're releasing lots of those recently kudos to to mr greskin who's been spending time with uh, various different players both on the professional and collegiate side uh, of tennis so make sure to go to the cracked rackets website and as always want to make sure that you're you know liking subscribing rating doing all that uh it takes 15 seconds there's you know a lot of things you could do in 15 seconds i mean nadal can't even get through half of his you know pre-serving routine in 15 seconds but you can like rate and subscribe that's for damn sure right Kim? why wasn't he invited to, to to rafa's wedding oh man are we are we gonna get <laughs> gruskin's cringing that if we go into this, but I'm happy to because I think it's hilarious. I, I love no, conspiracy theories. No one's theories. listening at this point. It's the end of the way there. Turn it off. You're doing the credits. Like, why? Like, why? <laughs> Appar- apparently, Fed sent him like a 
a thank you or like a sorry not a thank you but a, a congrats and wasn't expecting a response or something i don't know i don't know if this is like fake beef then they think this is hilarious and like low-key they're like texting the background like <laughs> like everyone thinks we like hate each other or if they're like actually beefing but my question is is like how many tennis players that are not from spain went to the wedding and if the answer is zero then i totally get it but if the answer is more than one or one then I think that's pretty effed up. Yeah. There's a, you know, they paint this picture of them being the best of friends. They just had the labor cup. I mean, I mean, they clearly get along or they developed this on camera persona of getting along. Maybe they're, you know, when the cameras are off, they're not like that, but I don't, I don't know. I've never seen them, you know, together interacting before, but yeah, it, it is confusing. I, I don't know. I, I think this is just one of these things that people love to blow up. And um, I, I truly think they're probably behind the scenes texting like, God, look how hilarious this is. Because I would totally do that. <laughs> I'd, it's I like would be family like, and friends, you know, like it's like, who knows? Like, who's yeah, it's a wedding. Like, I mean, fed, wedding, wedding you know, invitations you know, are tough. But what if what if, you know, Rafa inviting Fed, you know, that like, yeah. Takes the ten, this takes a spotlight away from him and his wife a tiny bit. Dude, weddings. There's a lot of uh, a lot of politics involved in in, in weddings. You got to be careful with them. You know who gets invited, who's sitting where, that whole thing. I mean, weddings that, and birthdays, dude. I didn't know. Uh, you know, they cause drama. Don't, don't mess with birthdays either, dude. No. Like, if you get invited to a birthday party by someone that you're friends with, you can go to that birthday party. Yes, you like, do. Period and stop. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. There's just no point in. In, in messing with it um, but as you said no one's probably listening at this point we're rambling I do want to thank you for joining me late on this Wednesday evening for all of you listeners you're hearing this on Thursday October 24th uh, one last time I want want to remind you all to take 15 seconds like rate, rate and subscribe and I can't end this without thanking our super producers Max Fliegner and Daniel Westhoff who as always have a editing job to do uh, Kale, any last words before we sign off here? No, I'm ready to go to bed. 11:30 p.m. Let's night, do it. Let, let let's go to bed for one one last time for my wonderful co-host Kale Hammond for the entire team at Cracked Rackets. I am your host Max Rothman and Kale. What do we say? Let's say that's a break, my friend. That it is. All right, and we'll see you all tomorrow.